Looking to start a podcast of your own? This year, Podcast Movement, the world's largest podcaster conference, will be in Chicago. Learn more at podcastmovement.com and use code CPC to save $30 off registration. It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Haima Black here at Soundscape Studios in Chicago. Shout out Soundscape Studios. Shout out Mike Kolar for hosting us for the second week of our live stream series. If you're hearing this as a podcast, it's being published under our Chicagoverse banner. My name is Haima Black. I'm the host of Dynasty Podcast. We are now in our second decade and in our second week of our live stream series. And I'm here with a very special guest, Sir the Baptist. I'm so excited to have you here, man. Thank you for coming up. I'm glad to be here, man. Yeah. Glad to be here. So you are, you're an artist in Chicago who's making a lot of waves, making a lot of noise. Shout out to the cat in the background that's getting picked up on the mic. <laughs> I, I kind of hope it your, is. Mike, Mike, come get your cat. <laughs> but you're doing, cat or no cat, you're doing a lot of really great creative work in the city. But let's kind of dig into some of your backstory and then we'll talk about what you're doing in the current day. Tell us about kind of your background in music growing up, kind of what that meant and where music started for you. Yeah, so it would probably start when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My dad um, was a pastor. He migrated during the Great Migration to Bronzeville. And, um, and once he became a pastor in Bronzeville, I was literally almost birthed in the church. Uh, my mom uh, water broke in a church. So, oh, wow. So, yeah. like, literally. Literally. Not literally. like just like, a, I grew up in the church, but like. No. Like <laughs> from day one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, around gospel music and church music, my entire life, um, I was always influenced by it. And um, my dad, being a pastor, if the drummer didn't show up or the keyboardist didn't show up or the singer didn't show up, it was your job to uh, step up and do that part. Whether it's that or you know sweeping the the pews or whatever. Like, so how old were you when you were being called as like an understudy for uh, for music in the church? Like how oh, immediately, were you? immediately. You're like five. It's like day two. He's like, all right, start earning your key. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, not 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 that immediate, but um, soon you're able to uh, sing. You're in the children's choir, mm-hmm. and then um, and and from that point. You grow and you get into the bigger choir, and then you want to be in the bigger choir and the adults choir and all of that sort of stuff. Um, mine stopped when I was like 11 because mm-hmm. my dad died, and then I started listening to everything else, like hip hop and everything. And then uh, it just became this fusion of gospel and uh, hip hop. Were those two worlds ever at odds with each other? Were you ever like, you know what, the the message in some of this doesn't jive with the message in some of this? Or you know, it, it was until maybe two or three years ago when I started um, realizing that that they were kind of at odds and I had to fix that as a person. A lot of what my music is is that of um, a psychological thing to not compartmentalize your life and be mm-hmm. that of hip-hop but also that of gospel-influenced music. So I had to find it within myself as an artist to become this holistic artist and be able to speak on um, the things that I think are important in hip hop and and gospel. Well, what I think is interesting about your music, you know, for anybody who's heard it, and it's on the platforms, it's on Apple Music, Spotify, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You, title. Title. Yeah, and we'll it's talk about the revolt. title connection, which yeah. is cool. But 
something I think is interesting about your music is it definitely has like it's very much a blend of of gospel of hip hop. There's some pop sensibilities, mm-hmm. but it's not soft spoken. No, not it's at all. not. You're not shy about anything, and you're really impactful with your message in a way that I think maybe people wouldn't be used to from like you know an artist with kind of a gospel uh, background, right? Yeah. The only reason why it's gospel, I mean, if you look at Tupac, he's talking about a lot of important stuff, but he called it ghetto gospel. Mm-hmm. So I consider my music ghetto gospel, you know. It's it's it has this influence of gospel progressions, something like what um what Ray Charles did to 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 music, you know. He started off with these gospel chords and these changes and things that were really gospel influenced, but he wasn't talking about gospel at all. He was actually talking about things that people can relate to. And I think that's the problem with gospel that it's lost its realism. Mm-hmm. And um, and I so I just happened to grow up listening to Pac and Biggie, and and you know a few other people and just, you know yeah I mean again like your music it's so rooted in realism and you're definitely like approaching uh, you're not sidestepping what's really happening today right. and right. I know activism is a big part of who you are as a person and as an artist and and I guess let's again same question. Where did the activism first start? How did that become a part of who you are? Well, um, the aggressive activism as far as changing the community came from my dad. My dad, um, he, by the way, my dad was born 1924. And I'm a 90s baby. Right. You know, so like growing up in the 90s and your dad from 1924, you have this hip hop culture, but you also have this 1920s, 30s, 40s culture that you're influenced by. So um, when my dad migrated to Bronzeville and they started to do activist work, it was during the time of Bronzeville becoming Bronzeville from Douglasville. And that transition was a lot of activist work, a lot of bringing blacks from the South and bringing them up. Also, my dad was a part of uh, Alderman um, Prettwinkle, changing, taking the, the... taking the projects out of the hood and giving them homes. So my dad was a part of that as well. And other activists work and, and you know, my family has been in Bronzeville for 40, 50 years and all my brothers and sisters, they all, um, all 22 of them, um, wow. <laughs> all, all of them do something with, with you know, charity. And um, so my brother, he's, he's working in Bronzeville right now and servicing 10,000 kids. Um, so this is something that we, we, we we're really big on in our family. Um, so with my piece, like I had to find out what did I want to represent when it came down to uh, um, doing activism uh, work. And yeah, so that's like really. Well, let's talk about some of the actual examples of activist work you've been doing around the city. I know you've been really active in the last year, it feels like. And I know that you're starting to get some press about it. Like people are really, it feels like taking note of what you're doing. But, but talk about kind of your current um, I, I absolutely know projects are not projects is not the right word, but like your active campaigns or just the work you're doing currently. Right. So, Raise Hell came out um, mm-hmm. uh, with a partnership between BET, and that was specifically to show people that they can raise hell and raise their voice and 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 speak out. Um, and then I came out with like Creflo Dollar. That was another campaign. And that's one that I had to address. Um, the people in my community, uh, I noticed that they were dealing with that sort of monopolizing and monetizing of spirituality, um, which is like Creflo Dollar can ask his, um, 
his um, congregation for a $65 million jet. Um, and then went to the third thing, which is uh, Wake Up. Mm-hmm. And Wake Up is, uh, I actually wrote that song a long time ago. Um, I'm always writing, so I probably write like 20 to 25 songs a week. That's insane. Yeah. And uh, what's the release strategy for something like that, you know, where you have such a huge body of work already that is kind of, you know, largely, I think, unreleased? I, th- I, I mean, um, I have a lot of situations that I'm setting up, and mm-hmm. I refuse to do or release any song as, as uh, hey, I'm more talented than you sort of thing, or judge my talent. Right. Um, every song that I release, it'll always have a campaign to it. It always have a bigger goal to it. Um, yeah, so I, I, I only release based on necess- necessities. Right. So you're not, like, trying to play the music game. It sounds like you're no. really, like, looking for something larger and more impactful. Yeah, I'm, try- I'm, trying to, I'm trying to bend and break a lot of things that are conventional in music. Um, I, I'll give you something that All right. uh, I haven't talked to anybody about. Um, I plan on breaking gospel uh, as far as the genre. So bring us into what that means, breaking it. Does that mean like getting it on the radio, getting it, uh, you know, yeah, so not like on you, MTV. There's no MTV anymore. But. Soon enough, I would love to classify my music as gospel music. And yes, I don't, I don't talk about much in the gospel arena or gospel. Actually, gospel artists hate me because um, they, they say I, um, I use that influence to push um, realism. But I mean, I think that I mean that's what we need. I mean, right. you look around. Right. Uh, like, I don't have to and even that's go why into gospel it. Chicago. Has, gospel has been. I mean, their top selling artist uh, last week was maybe ten thousand songs. Right. I mean, in Chicago, more than ever, like we're at this really critical time where, like, getting messaging out to communities and and helping some of these communities be heard is, I think, as important as anything else that could be done. Right. 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 And gospel gospel isn't. A religion thing. Gospel is your right. your your thing. It's your template. It's your your voice. It's everybody have their version of what gospel is or what your gospel is. Your gospel may be this. Her gospel may be that. You know. So everybody have their different voice. And and I think that's that's some things that people and artists forget to focus on is that um, with this stuff you can't just release to release or you can't just try to be cool to try to be cool like really find out who you are as a person and how you connect to the world and how um, how your music can be uh, inescapable for the next person yeah now you're based obviously here in Chicago what does it mean to be an artist especially an artist like yourself in Chicago where there is kind of so much turmoil we're at really again such a critical point on on so many fronts you know how do you view your your role and responsibility in that well my my role and responsibility is um and and it's going to be challenged at some point um by artists public people every you know it's going to be challenged at some point but i think my role is to be active proactive Mm -hmm. instead of just active um or reactive Right. So my my job is um, to go out and do peaceful parades and protesting and helping and and, and the day to day maintenance. And then when things like um, a cop killing a kid happen, that happens all the time, then I'll let other people step in the front and and try to steal the light for um, media reasons. 
Yeah. So my, my, my role, understanding your role is, is stepping out of the light and saying, what do you really need to shine the light on? Now, what about kind of your end goal with, with either the music and or your activism work? Like, what are you building towards? What's the next step? What's your, at the end of the, end of the day, I hope we accomplish blank? Right. Well, you know, I hope to be, I hope right now I want to be a chaplain for a high school. And then I would love to be a chaplain for a college football team or then go to the NFL or, or, uh, or hockey or basketball and be a chaplain there. Then I would love to be a chaplain for House of Representatives and ultimately uh, the, first, his, the first hip-hop bishop in uh, Washington. Uh, See, that's amazing because, I mean, nothing against this goal. Like so many musicians, if you ask them, it's like, I want to win a Grammy. No, I want to no. collaborate with Taylor Swift. Get brought I'm sure up on I stage. I'm sure I win a Grammy. I'm sure I win a Grammy. But that's, right. that's that's not that's not the goal. The right. goal the goal is um, it's a byproduct. Yeah, no, what well, not? It's not even about product. It's about um, how how would I look doing this mm-hmm. when I'm 70? Right. You know, we we, we um, Michael Kaiser at Atlantic and and Craig Kalman and Julie and and um, people over at at, at um, Universal and. And Rodney Jerkins and and all of the people I've met, they're like, dude, you're the modern day Reverend Run, like with better style, with better this, 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 and that. But you're you're Reverend Run, and with more longevity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really want to be that first hip hop bishop. And, and people, if you look at what uh, some of the bishops do for um, for the Washington uh, for Washington, they actually go and speak because some things, and I'll make this fast. Some things no, we can't. Some things that we can't translate to other countries is because um, it's religious based instead of politics. Uh, right. Overseas, it's more so a religious thing. Uh, you know, so they send people to speak on behalf of to find some sort of grounds to meet on based on religion and you know religion being tied to politics. So I hope to do some of that, that activism work as well and let my music speak to push that sort of you know, agenda. I mean, I think that's amazing. That's such an incredible, um, uh, it's such a great thing to aspire to. You know, and you mentioned a lot of the kind of label connections and interactions you're having currently. And I know that it sounds like labels are courting you. Is that still uh, accurate currently? Or yeah, yeah, kind of bring yeah. us into the side of like, you know, the music side, the deals that are happening there. Well, you know what? The, the Whatever thing, you can tell us. Right, right. <laughs> the, um, what, what I would say to, to all artists is, you know, focus on your voice and longevity. And, and, uh, and every label is going to want you, once they realize that you've tapped into something that people, that's inescapable for people. Like, I don't care where you go. Even if you don't rock with religion, you can't escape the fact that it's important. Sure. No, absolutely, man. And you have this, uh, some of the articles that I was reading in preparation for, you know, sitting down and talking with you, talking about the the album as if it was coming out, as if it was already out, but the mm. album is not out yet, No, correct? no, 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 no. And actually, Wake Up, I, I don't know, um, to answer your question before. Sure. There is, there is some labels, and I do not have the desire to just put it out independently. I'm willing to. My team is ready. We're all ready to do that. Um, but we also want to, we also know that what we're trying to do, we're going to need some help doing. Um, so I'm not, I'm not an independent Chicago artist. Sure. I, I am, but I'm not, that's not my brand. That's yeah. not what I'm trying to go for. So I do want to build relationships with larger companies to, to push this into the, to the fold. Um, and with that, um, your second question. 
Yeah, just, you know, I guess what you could tell us about the status of the album. Because, well, again, know, like some the of the album, articles yeah, talked the, about it like it was the al- there. The album's coming soon. Um, the reason why I won't release it is because I need the correct partner. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't want to release stuff just to keep yourself trending. Right. The, right. 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 That your, your goal in life and who you are should keep yourself trending. You know, like, and and sometimes, like, I can go speak at an event for cancer. I can go speak to a Northwestern Hospital and, and uh, certain things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not solely on music and looking for the cool factor there. So right. that's why I'm able to win in so many other, other lanes because I found... See, the problem with conscious music is they feel like they're trapped to not get certain things, but they instead of looking at what you can't get, with conscious music, you have to look for the open doors right. that you can you can do. And there's a lot of partnerships out here and, and things that I can do to build this album up. And I just don't want to just release it. And um, you want to do it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you absolutely, do it right. man. It makes all the sense. I would in the world. prefer have one album come out than to put out a trillion mixtapes because you know, right? You know, yeah. No, absolutely, man. Uh, what's on deck for Sir the Baptist coming up in 2016? Where Weeks away from the new year, and I know you've, you're doing a lot of planning. So, yeah. what can you tell us about what's on the horizon for you? Well, I just I just started my company because mm-hmm. in order to get in a deal that you want to get into, you have to have a company that you can um, sign with that deal. Um, Is it like an LLC or? Yeah, so it's an LLC. It's Temple Chapel. I uh, signed my first artist, Lady Chris. So that's one thing that's really important. That's probably coming out pretty soon. I'm also finalizing my partner um, with the labels. So um, it's between like four or five, but I got the one that I think I really, really like. And everybody wants to start that whole campaign for next year. I'm doing a lot of um, concerts, festivals, stuff like that. And um, You're going to be out here next year, I can tell. <laughs> like I know you're, you're dancing between the raindrops, kind of like, I'm, I'm doing some things, not naming names, but... You got things on the horizon. You definitely got things lined up. You, you know, and, and here's the thing. I just hope to to show, like, I was really hurt when Kendrick didn't win that Grammy. Mm-hmm. But then I sat back and I, 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 I asked myself, what's the problem and how do you find the open door right. instead of looking at what you can't get, you know? So the things that my, when I pull my team together, temper, when I, and church people is what I call them, by the way, that, I know it's spelled weird, but like, my grandma, when she would go say she'd been to church, she don't say church. She'll say, we had good church last night. So, like, that's where it come from. But um, <laughs> so when I sit my team together, we go, hey, what can we do different? Not different from people. Right. What can we do different and the principles that we're trying to lay? You know, we were thinking, hey, do we want to go out and protest? No, no, no. Let, let's partner with somebody and protest when nobody care. Right. When the media's gone. Protest. Like, I have a bunch of pastor friends because my dad was a pastor. My dad and Bishop Ford was good friends. The actual expressway is named after Bishop Ford. So, like, we've been in the church for a long time. So all these preachers go out and protest and this, 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 and that. I I don't have no no desire to be that for for the community. So, like, pushing forward, you just got to... Look and find those pieces. What What do you want to do next year? What do you want to pull off? How do you want to address issues? How do you want to you know tackle things and bring something to the culture instead of just trying to be cool? No, dude, I love it. 
I feel like we could just build this huge conversation bigger than we could do tonight, but I would love to check in with you next year, you know, when the album drops mm-hmm. or like when you're doing a festival or like, let's definitely like connect at least once or twice in 2016, but yeah. Sir the Baptist doing really incredible work. Um, Thank you, man. Doing sizable work, not just in music, but in the community, on the activism front, and you're building a whole plan. I love to see it. Thank you so much for coming up tonight and talking. No problem, man. Really appreciate it. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.